we end the show in the literature corner and this week we're looking at new titles that you can expect at bridge books we love bridge books on the show um they are an independent bookstore in the middle of Joburg, and we're joined by the owner of bridge books uh, griffin Shear. griffin a very good morning to you as, a, as always a pleasure to have you on the show Thank you. Good morning to you too. So tell us about some of the new titles that you have received or that you are looking forward to receiving at Bridge Books. Uh, yes, some of them are new and some of them have been sitting on my to-be-read stack for a little while. So mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward to clearing out titles that I didn't get to last year. Um, but I think uh, top of the list was what I read over the one of the books I read during the holiday period was the new novel Bridge from Lauren Bucus, which... I thought how great she named a novel after our bookstore. That's so kind, you know. Um, but the bridge is the main character, and it's a sort of uh, multiverse jumping story, which kind of put me off at first because I was thinking it would be a little like a Doctor Strange Marvel thing that gives me a headache sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is much closer to the film Everything Everywhere All the Time, where it's really a mother-daughter story, and bridge... In the universe where we first meet her, her mother has just died, and she ends up on this journey to try and track down her mother. She leaves her some journals that she makes Bridge think that her mother actually ended up in a different universe, and she goes experimenting with ways to figure out how to hop between the universes and find her. Meanwhile, there's someone who's out trying to kill the people who have this power, and so it's really, it's a mother-daughter story, it's an adventure, and I think in a different way from a lot of the books in this vein, it's grappling with the morality of these issues in a way that made me think a lot about um, like rape culture, basically, Mm -hmm. because it's about what does it mean if you're jumping into someone else's body and taking control of it without permission? And so in a very subtle way, it was really grappling with um, some very real and contemporary issues, Uh, but without, it's not didactic, it's not preachy, it's really you know, a rolling adventure. Um, It was super fun and a little bit gross. You know, it's about um, the way they travel is by bodies, which then seethe and writhe, and I'm squeamish. So, you know, I was happy it was on the page and I could let my imagination not work for me at visualizing it too much. (laughs) um, But yeah, then... The things that are still coming um, for us, um, Shubham Khan's just written uh, a new novel, which is being published all over the world, getting big treatment, um, was written up in the New York Times. She wrote that collection of essays um, a couple of years ago that you might remember about how she became a global stock photo. And her picture was on billboards and in advertisements for all kinds of different products around the world. Yeah. Um, that's how I first got to be aware of her. But this is a novel and it's set in Durban in this really old ramshackle mansion. And the mansion is of course um, haunted. And there's a genie who was been kind of living in the house and almost making the house alive. Uh, There's a young girl who uh, moves in with her family in modern times. And the girl was a conjoined twin. Her sister died when they were separated and she didn't survive the operation. And This girl, Sana, has now been haunted by the ghost of her dead sister. Um, When they move into this house, it also sort of awakens the genie and all the memories of the families who have lived there in the past, um, including a young girl who was brought in 
kind of less than voluntarily to be um, the original owner's second wife. And it also, um, it sounds a bit heavy on the one hand, but at the same time, it sounds much more like a love story, a little bit of an adventure, um, not dark. It sounds like it's also full of excitement and joy and adventure, and I am really looking forward to reading it. This is the top of my things as soon as it arrives. Mm. And she generally, as far as I know, uh, Shabroom writes, uh, I know her for her nonfiction, and so Mm. this is a fiction book from her. Correct, and it's getting the big treatment. It's being released overseas at the same time. Um, She had written an earlier novel, which I've never read. I think it was 10 years ago. Um, but I think she's a lovely writer and a beautiful storyteller. So I'm really looking forward to dipping into this one. Uh, there's also a book I've been dying to read uh, by Tessa Dooms and uh, Lindsay Chutel. Yes, um, it's called Colored, very simply. And, uh, you know, in full um, transparency, Lindsay and I share a writing group. So I've seen her work at different stages, though not this book. She kept quite close to the test. And it's um, really looking at uh, colored identity in South Africa, but not as ethnography. Um, So it's not an academic book. It's a book about stories of real people and music and culture and food and trying to push back on the idea that the colored community is often um, kind of an afterthought in South African life where kind of treated as not white enough, not black enough. Um, kind of forced to occupy this sometimes awkward in-between space. Um, and I think this one, it's super readable, and it's because it's not coming at it from an academic point of view. It's really engaging you with the stories of um, people in their real lives and trying to address issues in the way that people do in daily life rather than in a kind of, if you were writing a PhD. Um, I think that's reflected even on the cover. You know, you look at it, Um, And there's all these really gorgeous portraits and a sort of um, grid on the cover. And those are all some of the people that they interviewed and spoke to during the course of writing the book. Um, And I think it also helped really open up a conversation that we maybe don't have often enough. And for me, you know, my, both of my kids are adopted. The younger one um, would probably identify as colored if he was growing up in a different family. Um, And so I think a lot of times the way people engage with him has been eye-opening for me too about the power of that connection Mm because people see something in him that really resonates and it goes way over my head sometimes. So I'm thinking this book is also a good way to understand some of those connections that don't affect me but will affect him as he grows up. Yeah. I'm also quite fascinated by the title of the book, How to Read the Air. What do we know about How to Read the Air? Uh, So this is an older book. Um, and it, it was actually picked by one of our booksellers, Francesca, who has nothing but praise for it. Um, so it's an Ethiopian writer uh, based in England. And sorry, I'm going to cough. Um, it's sort of uh, digging into um, the, the immigrant journey, like how people try and incorporate the past into their new lives. Um, he's trying to be the main character is trying to figure out how to be an American, and there's quite a large Ethiopian community in the United States, but he's not um, in like a major, the most obvious place to go. He lands in Nashville, Tennessee, which I always 
is obviously a big city, but it's not where I think of as a big migration target. You know? mm-hmm. um, and just kind of incorporating like the idea of what America seems like when you're looking at it from far away to the reality of being there and having to make your story and incorporate your life from your home country into the place where you've landed. Yeah, sounds fascinating. Um, and so if we're looking for any of the books, uh, do we find them online and uh, also in store? Yes, everything's available online at bridgebooks.coza and we have our new locations. You know, So we have our shop in Linden now, um, which is going to be our biggest uh, collection of books. And we just last week opened a small shop in Brixton inside Breeze Block next to... Um, where the, the Lapa Center is on the side of the restaurant there. Mm-hmm. And on Commissioner, we're just across the street from where we used to be, uh, mainly as a collection point, and we're running a lot of our nonprofit work and library gardens out of that space. Sounds good. Griffin, thank you so much for making time for us this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. That is the owner of Bridge Book Store. That's Griffin Shear in the Literature Corner.